is always a business person getting into sales, not a salesperson getting into business. So it was a skill I needed to learn, but overall I knew that. Justin, welcome to the Entrepreneurial Elite Podcast. I'm so grateful for your time and I'm so excited to talk to you today. No, thank you so much for having me. I'm really, really excited to be here. So we were chatting a bit before, and you're part of the Entrepreneurial Leap Academy. So I'm really, really excited to talk to you about what you've learned in the first two sessions. And you got two more coming up. I think one might be tomorrow. Isn't that correct? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's Very tomorrow. Cool. So. <laughs> Very cool. Um, but before we do that, I kind of want to talk about your early days. And uh, where I'd like to start is, did you notice growing up at all that you had kind of an entrepreneurial gene or something that like pinged you at all? Um, yeah, honestly. Um, and, and I don't I don't want to turn off anybody who didn't, um, who, who could be a phenomenal entrepreneur. But uh, yeah, I was always kind of looking at things, always uh, not necessarily problem solving, but problem solving. I was always going, why doesn't this exist in the world? Why doesn't that exist in the world? Um, you know, and, and talking about different businesses that I think should exist that, that would solve problems at a young age. Um, and, and so my dad was always in business. So we just kind of talked about business. Um, so I didn't really think much about it. But yeah, you know, I mean, I did the typical lemonade stands and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, but but more so it was looking at things that interested me and go out and went, you know, why why doesn't this exist? Um, so I love that curiosity. I, Entrepreneurs have that. It's like I used to uh, my business, my business partner, in my first business that I started, uh, we used to always say we couldn't decide if it was a blessing or a curse because we our brains would always be saying, well, why? Why don't they? have a business for that, whoever they is, right. you know what I mean? Yeah. Or hundred percent. Had, had you ever gone into a business and think to yourself, Oh, if I were running this, this is what I would do. <laughs> oh, I mean, things is, things as basic as going to the local coffee shop and looking at the line. Right. And you go, this is so inefficient. Like what, what's their thing? Totally. Like, you know, it, somebody, somebody smarter than me obviously figured this out, but it doesn't make sense to me. Totally. So, yeah, so funny. I know exactly what you're talking I about. I love it. I love it. So, you know, it you we owe, in the book, Gina Wickman writes about, you know, should we go to college or not? Uh, you did go to college. You went to Michigan State University. You had a degree in packaging and engineering. Um, so what talk to me and talk to the audience a little bit about your uh, decision to go to college and was it the right decision as you look back and why? Yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, so for me, it really was. Uh, my uh, my parents were big on education. Um, my my dad um, got his uh, bachelor's degree in engineering and then his master's degree in business, his MBA. Um, so you know, education was huge, um, and to the point where we live, you know, we live in East Lansing. And uh, they would take me to Michigan State games and, and always on campus so that I was excited to go to college. Um, so I, I actually started engineering and I always joke that when, when math became more letters than numbers, I realized that it was not a passion of mine. Um, 
but uh, but so I, I stumbled across packaging and I really liked packaging because it was new. Um, now it's now it's a really big thing and a lot of people know about it. Um, but back when I was doing it, um, and I don't really want to date myself, so I'll just say back when I was doing it, um, it was <laughs> it was that new. Old, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was new to get into uh, the school of packaging at MSU. I think you had to have like a two point four GPA or something. Now it's way higher. Um, now now the the kids in the program are probably far smarter than me. But um, so for me, you know, I had this one course, and I don't want to dwell, but uh, my very first course, it was like, well, just check out Packaging 101. I'm like, all right, I'll check it out. And, um, and you know, I'll paraphrase the story, but basically this company was looking for two solutions. And one of them was to create this really complex uh, scenario of packaging. And the other was to create something where everybody could see what was going on. So you knew if the product was broken. And so that ability to think outside the box was what really made me like packaging. Um, and so, so then I went, I went through packaging, um, did internships and things like that. Um, and honestly, I think my background in the business world is what has helped me kind of bridge the gap between um, the chaos of, of that visionary kind of personality and recognizing that you can't be that person and run a business. Um, you, you know, you either have to have that integrator, um, which I didn't realize early on, or you have to be able to have a business mind. Um, yeah. So, so I think my my time in in school and and even the corporate world really helped with that. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, early on with the packaging, seeing creative solutions is what entrepreneurs do all the time. So you were flexing that muscle, but then yeah. you worked for some major companies like Kellogg. Did you work for Pepsi too? Did I read? Yep. Or is it, yeah. Yeah. So yep. that's Kellogg, like Pepsi. major corporate stuff. Um, and so, you know, how did that prepare you for entrepreneurship or did it? Yeah, it, it did. So I, I had some great managers um, in my career. And um, and so my most recent one, um, when I was with Kellogg, um, he he allowed me to figure out my own projects. Um, I was in um, uh, cost savings, essentially. Right. So so finding efficiencies so that we didn't have to compromise the quality of the product, but increase the profitability for the organization. Um, and, and it got to a point where he let me create my own projects um, where I would go, hey, here's what I'm seeing. Here's the impact I think it could be and, and work with all the cross-functional teams to prove out that it was a viable solution. Um, and, and then bring it to him. He's like, yeah, go nuts. It's, you know, so so that was really cool. Um, and and honestly, if I wasn't going to start my own business, um, I, I loved I loved working there. Um, I still love packaging. I still have friends in packaging. It's still a lot of fun to me. Um, but I just knew I wanted to do my own thing. So I think it was back in 2014 that you decided to take a leap and you started yeah. your first business. If I could have this right, but correct me if I'm wrong, which is an, yeah, yeah. an insurance agency called the Savage Agency. And it yeah. was an all state. Um, insurance yep. agent, correct? Talk yeah, a little yeah. bit about how did that all happen? You're a Kellogg or wherever you were at, and then you were like, I'm going to go start my own insurance agency. Yeah. So um, my wife, my girlfriend at the time, my wife now, um, she worked for an insurance agent. Um, and, you know, I said, Hey, I have a great job. I have benefits. I have this, I have that, you know, but I got to know him 
Um, and I was like, it's like, you could do this. You could have your own agency. <laughs> She's like, I have no desire to own my own insurance agency. <clears throat> and I'll, I'll shoot. So fast forward two years and, and I opened one. Um, and so I, I did a lot of research. I, I, you know, I talked to a lot of different companies, um, but then I also talked to a lot of different um, agents. Once I kind of figured out that I wanted to go the Allstate route, I met with a lot of agents um, and, you know, I, I was I was helped by corporate <clears throat> to meet with a bunch of different agents. And then all of them, I went, OK, who's an agent, you know, that hates Allstate, like that just thinks this is the worst idea on the planet. And, and I wanted to meet with those individuals, too, because I wanted to go, OK, what are why are the reasons that you don't like it? Um, and And so. From there, I went, okay, you know, I, I found a mentor who's a, a great friend of mine to this day. I stood up in his wedding um, and, you know, I said, hey, I, I'm going to move forward with this. You know, he was one of the people I interviewed. Uh, the way he was doing his business was similar to the way I wanted to run mine. I said, can I come work for you for three months? Um, you know, get the lay of the land. That way, if I work for you for three months, I go, whoa, this was a huge mistake. Worst case scenario, you know, I tuck my tail and go back to Kellogg or something. Um, but, uh, but he goes, where are you located? And I said, Lansing and he's in Grand Rapids. He goes, yeah, if you want to make the drive, man, come on over. So, so I did that for three months. Um, that worked really well. And then a few months after that, I opened up my own agency. Great way to test it. I think there's a wonderful lesson there for an entrepreneur. You know, uh, Gino writes in the book about that, that you can actually go work for somebody, maybe even for free, just to test yeah. the waters and see if that's something that you actually want to do. How about this is something that's popping in my mind because insurance, while, you know, there's so many, it's such an important thing that everybody needs. It is very sales oriented. And so I'm curious, did you... Did, was that a shift for you to have to kind of get into prospecting and selling versus what you were doing in the packaging world, which I don't think was that? No, I mean, there's there's a little bit of it, um, right? You know, they'll say everybody's in sales, right? right. Whether, <laughs> um, and, and arguably my children are the best salespeople I've ever met. But um, that's for sure. Because they always get what they want. So yeah. I don't know. They're doing a good job at something. Um, yeah, but I thought of it, I, I was always a business person getting into sales, not a salesperson getting into business. Mm. So it was a skill I needed to learn. But overall, I knew that there was no way that I was going to generate the the size and the capabilities of an organization um, by being the salesperson, right? right? So um, I'm a pretty good sales trainer. Um and 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 I'm a fair salesperson, um, but uh, but really it was I just needed to prove out that I could sell. Um, I'm I'm a pretty good I'm pretty good at client service too, um, and and I do that from time to time. But but me being the sole client service person, me being the sole salesperson, it, it was never the the business plan. So for me it was just really can I figure this out? Can I learn enough about it to where I can then bring on other people who who are really good at it that um that can that can do that aspect of the business yeah i love it knowing your strengths and being focused on that and um you ran the agency and owned the agency until about 2021 i think just a couple years ago maybe and you sold it yep 
And then yep. you started an independent insurance agency called Peninsula Insurance Services. What yep. led to that? And, uh, you know, tell us the story around that. Yeah, that's a good question. So um, there were there were a couple of things. Um, I had some incredible people. Um, one of them is still with me um, who helped me build the business. Right. Like I said, there was no way I could have done it on my own. Um, and, and the trajectory of the business uh, with just some of the, the changes that were being made. I wasn't going to be able to stay on the same course I wanted to be on. So I realized that I needed to do something else. And, and to be honest, I looked at all kinds of things. I mean, I looked at staffing services. I looked at I looked at all kinds of businesses where I went, okay, what can what can we pivot to um, so that I can still leverage the skills and the processes that that we've been successful with at Allstate um, to move into our next business that um, will hopefully be um, not not the last one. Uh, but one that that will that will last, I guess, is, is if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, and so then I came across um, an organization who helped me get an independent agency off the ground. And and the big thing behind that was we had these great clients at Allstate um, who, and, and this happens with any insurance company, it's it's not specific to Allstate, where for whatever reason, um, they, they raise rates in a certain sector or with a certain client. Um, and, and just because it, you know, they found out that that's not a profitable situation for them anymore. Um, and so we had these people going, hey, I love working with you, uh, but I, I can't pay this much, right? When all these other places are saying, oh, it's going to be this much. So for us, it was really being able to service our clients better um, and to maintain relationships uh, that we spent a lot of time and energy building. Got it. Okay, makes sense. So now as you've been through, you know, the having the Allstate and now your own independent or, um, agency, you know, mm-hmm. we like to always hear great stories, but we also like to share for an emerging entrepreneur. Do you have the yeah. story of like the nightmare? That's what uh, I mean. <laughs> How much time do you have, right? Ah, that's great. Um, so one of the one of the challenges at the beginning um, is I thought that you know insurance is insurance is insurance, <laughs> and so I thought that sh- yeah, right. So um, I thought that shifting from all state to independent is like, oh, instead of, um, instead of selling bagels, we're selling croissants. Cool. They're both, you know, they're, they're both bread products moving on. And it wasn't, um, it wasn't at all. There were new systems, there were new processes, there were new expectations, there were new relationships. Um, you know, things that we thought would be really quick and efficient ended up taking forever. Um, you know, in, in the beginning, um, if, if we had, someone say I wanted insurance quotes, it would take us six plus hours to quote their insurance. Um, and and I don't mean because we had other things going on. I mean, because it was just so inefficient. And, and we started looking at each other going, oh my gosh, what did we do? Right? Um, this, there's a way, there's a way we can scale if, if this is what we're working with. So, um, that's kind of the easiest one. I'm sure I could right. no, give, it, give it so time perfect. to think about it. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah, I mean, there's, I, I'd be lying to you if I said I haven't had a million sleepless nights. <laughs> um, 
you know, and it's, I mean, every, every person goes through it. Every business person goes through so it. Um, you, you mentioned uh, a few minutes ago that you had a mentor. How important has mentorship been to you in your business career, specifically as an entrepreneur? And uh, can you talk a little bit about how the mentor program's working for you with the Academy? I think it's huge. Um, I, I can confidently say that I wouldn't be anywhere near, I, I would have failed um, if, if I didn't have the relationships, um, whether it be with other agents, uh, mentors, anything like that. Um, if, if, I would have, if I would have had an ego um, and said, I can do this on my own and I don't need anybody else, I know what I'm doing, I would have, Allstate would have failed in its first six months. Uh -huh. I have... I'm a thousand percent certain of that. Um, there were a lot of people who I developed relationships with who said, like, no, I'm not going to let you fail. Um, and, and without those people, I would have. Wow, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. um, and so, uh, you know, like I talked about, I, I guess, before we started, um, I, I have a group, uh, a group of people um, that are from the East Lansing area. They get together every month, every six weeks. Um, and we, we just kind of touch base and see what each other's working on. Um, we have different skill sets, different backgrounds, different businesses. So it's been really cool to, uh, you know, bounce ideas off of them. Uh, obviously, when we get together, the structure of it is great because being a visionary, I lack structure, um, just personality-wise. I don't really care for it. I have to force myself to do it. Um, and, and then the, the mentorship um, where I, I have a coach that when I have challenges, we have, we have set meetings, um, but I can reach out to them at, at any time. Um, granted, they're busy, so you know they, they don't answer the phone right away, but they get back to me quickly um, with you know just either quick help or, hey, let's set an appointment to talk. Yeah, that's the beauty of a mentor is they just help us expedite the problems that we all deal with because they've been through it or they help us yeah. see it through a different lens. We talked uh, early on, you may or may not remember, I think it was the first academy about the six essential traits that each entrepreneur has. And I'm curious what came up for you when you heard them. I'll read them to you. You tell me oh, if thank you, Lord. you had them. Visionary, you already mentioned that. Passionate problem solver, driven, risk taker, and responsible. So when you heard those, were you like, yeah, yeah, I checked those boxes? Or was there anything where you wondered, hmm, do I? Uh, no, and I'm, um, I, I give, I give everybody around me credit for, for the success of our organization. Um, I think I'm really fortunate um, to be, uh, to have found incredible people. Um, that being said, none of those, none of those qualities strike me as, as, I don't know, arrogant. And so, um, you know, I, I've had situations in the organization where um, things go wrong and other people in the organization are, are pointing fingers at somebody else. And I go, Hey, at the end of the day, this is, this is my company. So it's my fault. Um, and, and so that responsibility thing um, is, is to a fault, <laughs> which I guess is pretty common. Um, but, and, and I actually had to work through that with my mentor, uh, because I was probably taking on too much of it, uh, given mm -hmm. a certain scenario we were working through, um, where, where they were saying like, I, I get it, you know, I get, and that's great that you feel that way. It's great that you take that responsibility, but it's, it's not buddy. It's, it's not you on this one. Um, 
the others, um, you know, the others I think are, are pretty true of a lot of people. I mean, uh, risk taker, I guess, um, you know, risk taker is the other one that's kind of challenging for a lot of people. Um, and that first risk to start your own um, thing is the hardest one. Um, once you, once you do that and you realize that, yeah, it is going to go, it is going to go sideways on you. Whatever your <laughs> plan was, you are wrong and it is not going to go the way you think it is. Um, and, but you go, but because of all those other things, because I'm driven, because I'm passionate, because I'm just, you know, dog with a bone kind of thing. If you have those other qualities, you will, you'll stumble, you'll fall down. It's just, you get back up and you keep going. And then, taking risks after that aren't as bad because you go, eh, I took this one. It went really bad and it still works out. <laughs> so, um, Great perspective. So, so, so I think the first one's the hardest. It gets easier from there. I love it. I love it. So are you a partner person? Do you have a partner in your business? I do not. And it's funny. So um, I think this is kind of a common story. Um, I've heard it a lot, uh, especially in our group. Uh, where I've I've said I am not a partner person um, because years ago um, I had a business where I had a partner and it was a train wreck. It was it was a really 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 bad scenario. Um, you know, lost a lot of money, all that kind of stuff, like everybody tells you, right? <laughs> um, and so it's so like I'm never doing that again. And then uh, talking talking in our group, and I can't remember who said it. Uh, but essentially, it's you can be a partner person and just have chosen the wrong partner. It's like, ooh, yeah, I think that's I think that's what it was actually. Now that I think about it, okay. so so I don't have a partner um, currently, um, but uh, but I think I am. I I like that aspect of um, not having all the weight on my shoulders and not being responsible for everything and just being able to go, Hey, here's what I'm good at. Let me go do that, um, very well and, and let you do what you do very well. So, um, so I think I am, uh, but I don't currently have one. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, now we talk about some of the must do's for early stage entrepreneurs. One of them is work hard, really hard. How does that land with you? Um, so when I started Allstate, um, my my wife could tell you I was there from 7.30 in the morning to 11 o'clock at night um, for probably the first two years um, because I looked at it as my job from eight to five was to support my team and uh, that's it, 100%. That's my job is to make sure that they have what they need to be successful. And then before that and after that is when I did my job. Um, and so I I completely agree um, with that. And, and even to this day, my office hours are a lot more normal. Um, I, normal, normal to me, I guess. Probably not normal to the average person. Um, <laughs> but... But now I only work 60 hours, you know what I mean? But um, but even when I'm not in the office, um, you know, my brain is still going. Uh, I mean, you know, it's the the door of our shower. It looks like a beautiful mind, right? Because I'm making notes while I'm in the shower about things I need to email or, <laughs> or do, you know what I mean? And, um, gotcha, you, you know. know I, 
Right. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. Then I got, right. Oh, what if we did? Right. So, um, and, and my team will joke that I'll send, you know, uh, it'll be 4 a.m. on a Saturday and they'll have emails from me. I don't expect them to look at their emails and, and things like that. But, um, but you know, I'll wake up in the middle of the night um, and, and I joke, I'm like, thank God I have such a good marriage because my wife would be certain I'm cheating on her because it's like in the middle of the night, I'll be on my phone just, you know, going nuts. Like, no, I'm sending emails to myself because I'm a crazy person. Um <laughs> So, so yeah, I mean, even though I'm not in the office, um, I, I don't think I ever stopped thinking about uh, the business. Yeah, um, amazing. You talked earlier about this idea of being a visionary and hiring an integrator. And how, how has that showed up for you? Is that something you've done or you think you need to do at some point? Can you share your experience around that? Yeah, most definitely. Uh, that's something we're in the process of. Uh, so, there's been somebody who's been with me for um, my, my entire experience through Allstate and Peninsula. Um, and, uh, you know, we've always joked that she's my right hand, um, but we've never really given her a title because we don't know the heck title to give her. Um, but, uh, but, but we're working on uh, putting her into the integrator spot. Um, we've just recently started. We really need to focus on, um, some hiring and some rebuilding within our organization, just based on some changes we made, um, gosh, back in April, I think. Um, but uh, but shifting her into that role, and and she's kind of done parts of it already. Um, I, I think the biggest thing with the integrator is um, there's a yin and yang to the whole experience. And I right, I, I was. Uh, Excel spreadsheets for 10 years of my life, right, with all the packaging and numbers and, you know, cost initiatives. Um, so I love numbers. Um, you know, I, I I have an insane amount of Excel spreadsheets to this day, keeping track of the KPIs in the organization. That's not one of her strong suits, but it doesn't really matter because I don't really care to give it up. So while that's not a typical visionary thing, um, or a typical integrator thing, it works for us because that's how my brain works. Now, she understands the numbers, um, but she doesn't have the passion for numbers like I do, where I, I wake up and I go, oh, that's what I'm going to do. And then it's like you see me just, you know, typing all these formulas into Excel like crazy, trying to figure out things. So, um, so, so I, we're working on that, um, but I think that's the biggest takeaway talking to my mentor was um, that it doesn't have to be like perfectly how the book says. Um, it should be very similar, but if there's things about you that don't fit, uh, you know, what a visionary is, things about them that don't fit what an integrator is, but the two of you fit together really well, mm -hmm. that's all that really matters. Did the two of you take the rocket fuel assessments? Yeah, we did. Um, and Is that useful so, for you? I I already like I had taken oh, enough times over the years. You knew. Um, yeah, I I knew me. Um, I think the biggest thing for me, and sorry, I'm kind of spinning on you, but um, is. I didn't think of the things that I did well as being a job. Um, and 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 Total. so that's great insight. Um, and, and then I started asking questions because my mentor was like, yes, that that's actually a value add to your organization. And, and I'm like, but I, but like, I was talking about in the shower, like, I, you know, it's like, okay, 
um, can you come up with 20 ideas a week that would either uh, create generate more revenue or increase the or increase the bottom line sort of thing right and um i'm like i, I do that in the shower like on a tuesday what do you mean like that's not that that's, that's not work i don't have to think about it that just happens and and so talking to other people in my organization um about just different things that i do just intrinsically as part of my personality and they go yeah i don't want to do that mm-hmm. like oh Okay, cool. Then apparently that that's work, just not work for me. Um, so so there's a lot of that, I think. And sorry, that wasn't really your question, but I think that was one of my biggest takeaways recently is, is just because it's not work for you doesn't mean it's not a value add to the organization. So good. That's so good. At what point, you know, we talk about these different stages and, you know, you've had now experience, uh, so about, you know, eight years or so, I don't know, something like that, seven, eight years. Um, At what point did you realize the importance of generating cash for the business, the financials being strong? Oh, I don't, day one. (laughs) Uh, Good for you. My, um, yeah, my, I, I mean, I, I worked in the corporate world, so there always had to be rationale for the projects that I was doing. Um, but even before that, uh, like I said, my dad was in the business world. And so we would always talk about things. I mean, even just if we were at a coffee shop and, and it was slow and you'd look around and you'd be like, how do they pay for this place? Right. And we would, I mean, we go, okay, well, it's probably $12 a square foot. So this is how much <laughs> they're paying. And then this and that you have to sell like a thousand cups of coffee every day. Like we've seen six people walk, you know, so that's okay. always kind of been how my brain works and, and how I was for better or worse, I guess, say groomed yeah. um, that, that those were always like the games I was playing. Um, in my mind. So, so to do it um, for the business was really not, not that big of a deal. Yeah. yeah. It was natural for you. Yeah. So many entrepreneurs get very excited about their product and they're investing, 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 maybe not putting as much emphasis on sales or when the money from those sales is going to come in and then they find themselves in a cash crunch. So Kudos to you for having that awareness from early on. I have one last question for you, because obviously you're part of the academy. Um, but yeah. can you talk about other emphasis that you've placed on coaching and training and mentoring? You know, I read that I think you might be part of an organization called BNI, maybe, or were, yeah. you know, things like yeah. that. Can you talk a little bit about the value that that brings to you? Yeah, so I... I, anytime I can be around other business owners um, or, or anybody who's even close to being like-minded, um, I take advantage of it. So, um, you know, I was president of our chapter of BNI for a year. Um, it just, it's a, it's a term thing. Not that I want to be done, yeah. uh, but it's, it's a term thing. So um, I'm still a member of BNI. Um, which is Business Networking International. It's, it's a local networking group. Um, I, I recommend that, uh, but I'm also a member of several groups um, specific to insurance uh, where, you know, where I find mentors. Um, you know, I I run in circles, if you will, of agents who are far more successful um, than me. And, and I just ask questions 
pure and simple, um, right? Even things as basic as like, what should I be asking you? Yeah. Um, because if if people who are you know as successful, more successful than you, whether it's uh, whether it's the same industry or any other industry, they're going to be able to teach you things. Um, you're going to be able to learn things. You're going to be able to benefit from it. Um, so I, I place so much weight and so much value on. Uh, relationships um, where where people are willing to take you under their wing, whether it's, you know, a, a total mentor thing or just willing to grab coffee with you um, as as being a huge reason why I've had any level of success whatsoever. Oh, great. Well, Justin, thank you for taking the time to chat with me today. I am so grateful. Yeah, no, thank you so much for taking the time. Um, I hope people find value in this somewhere. So uh, yeah, I no, know they will. The and and if anything, please pick up, and I'm sure you have on Justin's absolute humility. Uh, I just really appreciate you know everything that you've shared, being so open and honest about all the ebbs and flows that this journey has taken on for you. It's been amazing, and and to all the amazing entrepreneurs out there that are listening today, I greatly appreciate you spending time with Justin and me. And as always, I wish you much love and gratitude. Mm-hmm.